about the Phillies real quick. We're going to break into a lot of pandemonium going on for the Phillies. Baseball is going, I mean, they got so much money involved. It's crazy. And the Phillies want to win right now. They just traded for Jose Alvarez. Nothing too spectacular. Nothing for nobody to get crazy about. But, you know, uh, they traded Luis Garcia. And kind of rightfully so because they got one of the top prospects at shortstop who went crazy last year. Luis Garcia, a part of the Phillies. So, like I would like to say, we just want to break down a little bit of Phillies for a little bit for this little segment before we go on to other stuff. Got some NBA draft from stuff to talk about. I just wanted to hit up on some Phillies. All the hot stuff on the Phillies that's going on currently. Um, Mikado and Harper is it. That's the big thing. Mikado and Harper. I, um... Phillies are playing ball, man. They are playing ball. Seriously. Playing ball. I don't know what else you can say that can really um, kind of measure it up, but they're playing ball. Seriously. But, okay. Now, let's just stick into some of the future, okay? Now, first we want to talk about, okay, let me let me get back. Let me get back. Jose Alvarez, one guy, he wasn't all that. Um, had 607 yard rate, games last year. Nothing too big, right? But Phillies are interested in a lot of different players, all right? A lot of Madison Bumgarner is one, the ace for the Giants. Okay, that's one guy the Phillies are definitely interested in. Um, his name has popped up many a times. And feeling Jay Hat still there, and Craig Kimbrell still there. Anybody talked about, you know, just look for something. Craig Kimbrell would be a good reliever. People trying to shy away from Jay Hat like he ain't a good reliever. Dallas Kuchel. All right, this is another guy that is um, popping up because Philly didn't get Patrick Corbin. It wasn't they outbid him. That's it. He was a 2015 American League Cy Young winner. I mean, that's big to look at two guys. They are going for guys that have proven themselves. So, uh, and they want to add guys to that already, you know, uh, it's a promising bullpen. Vincent Valaquez and guys like that, it's a promising bullpen, okay? You just got to look at just basically how last year started out hot. And, and it should tell you something. It should tell you something that the Phillies can be good. Okay, the Phillies can definitely be good, all right? Um, the Bryce Harper Mikado thing, it's like they're just waiting real quick. They're waiting. They are waiting, okay? Waiting to see what happens and who comes up. Uh, um, who pops up as a, a person that they possibly could get. I mean, they're looking at If you're a big-time name, they're looking at you. 
That's just it. If you're a big-time name, they are looking at you. Jake Arrieta came here last year with Aaron Nola. They did good. Eckerhoff was hurt last year. Zach Effin did good last year. Nick Pavetta jumped up a notch. Vincent Valasquez, he's always – that's my guy. He's always showing something. You got guys like Pat Neshek, uh Sir Anthony Dominguez, Ed Bray Ramos. I mean, they got some guys you can look at, man. Austin Davis, Victor Arano, remember him? They got some serious guys. Tommy Hunter disappointed, but not to say he can't jump back on ship. He wasn't that bad last year. He just wasn't a savior. They was just looking for people to come through, you know. Uh, um, recently traded Wine Nicasio. Um, just a good, just, it's a solid all around, but they want more help. Jorge Afaro. I mean, Franco's not going to be there. I don't think Herrera will be there. That's just something to look at. I don't think Herrera will be there. I think we got to watch out for that one. And Broman Quinn can easily step in that center field position. He makes it. They have with him and Aaron Arthur is two talented outfielders. His ability to trade, go ahead and let that roll. I think Roman Quinn with a Bryce Harper and Nick Williams sound pretty good. Hoskins is going back to first base. They're just trying to make their move. Mikado will play third base, and it will be Segura. You know, they're trying to get pitchers. You know, you look at Bumgarner, is it Dallas culture? What if they get both of them? What if they just want to – and that's the Jake Arrieta and Aaron Nola, if you get two more guys and then you add Valesquez with their whole pitching staff and let Zach F and everybody go triple A and just sharpen up, I think that's a good five. Dallas culture, Bumgarner, and then you got Valesquez. I think that's a playoff rotation. I think that would be great if they can land it and make that happen with a Mikado and Harper. But it's probably either or. And Craig, Craig Kimbrell, I don't know. But anyway, so that that's the thing going on right now. We, you know, they started with the one with most offensive shortstops. It was a big statement. And the biggest thing you can really look at when you um, look at the Phillies is um, – I think it's safe to say that uh, they're going to win this year. It's just with their teams on the outlook. And I think Mikado and Harper are definitely in the, in the right zone. So, listen, when we come back, all right, when we come back, when we come back, we're going to talk more about um, some NBA things, NBA draft from Here we go. You know what it is. You know how I feel about them big draft from live. Here's some Jay Z. Sweet. If I would have grew up to be a doctor, my nephews would have grew up to do the same. 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 But since I grew up through the game and my influence is the same and my therapy is music, they act so you can change. Change. If I wish you could separate the two things, I cannot so my answer that you remains. I could walk down the hall of mirrors and fire and be so satisfied when I look myself in the eyes. No change. No tough. Just big boats and tearing the coach up. Tight coops like I'm wearing a rope stuff. For any coop, they hugging the whole stuff. Oh, I'm right and right. And it may not be what you can perfect, but, but it's my life. So a G a nigga gotta be playing for property. 
no monopoly. So I'll pack a girl and let my nephew follow me. They take a child, Chevrolet, so I'll take it far as a cannon, bend my Chevrolet. Chevrolet dance with the devil for a beat. I pray to God I ain't got two left feet. Do the hustle, put keys in the street. Then the ballroom dancing, keep keying in the sweet. Sweet, BB's on feet, TV's in the seat, and the me's on the tree. It's so proud. Soak it up, it's a lesson every fuck up. One day you up, next day you down. Don't let you stay the same, it'll come back around. Oh, alright, alright. And it may not be, but you can perfect. But it's my life, my life, my life, my life. Once again, it's the life. I'm even better, I'm even better. Best thing about it is my niggas eating together. We're each clever, we reach levels. Niggas ain't seen in life ever. I'm hiding the boss, I made all my parts to switch. I can't vouch for you if you ain't a part of this. So part of me is a part of my wrist. As a part lay my chips. Oh, I'm right, alright. American gangster, gangster, businesses like why? But I'm not, I'm just right. So fly with no fear to fly. Uh, so if y'all hear me fly, then you think you can make it this far without a fight. Couple mistakes here and there, not always right. But I'm always real, so I sleep at night. Oh, I'm right, alright. And you may not be, but you can perfect. But it's my life, my life. Once again, it's the life. We back, we back, we back. Finally, the podcast, man. We're talking about some draft prospects. It's my thing, you know. Um, let's talk about the 2019 class a little bit right now. Let's get a little focused on right now. Draft time's coming, we're coming up, and we're gonna look back at the top guys in the 2018. That's gonna be our big thing here. When you talk about these guys and what they can do. What they offer. Zion um, Williamson is the number one guy. To me, because of his physicality. He's just physical. 20 points, 9 rebounds a game, 2.2 assists. He can pass 2.1 blocks, 2.1 steals on both sides of the floor. What are you going to do? Well, he, he got a little cold on three-pointers, right? Yeah, it's just not. And he don't focus on it hard. He'll try one, two of them things, and he's going to go to his game. He had 18 points, 12 rebounds against Hartford. Three steals, 28 minutes, 8-14 from the field. Real efficient. It's always key to be efficient, especially with his athletic ability. Shooting 66% from the field. I think Zion Williamson is just so athletically crazy. He just He's going to impact right away. And you put him with a transition game, you know, uh, and he'll be something – Crazy right there. And it's looking like the Hawks are the worst team. If they get Zion Williamson with Trey Young and Amari Spellman, hey, that's just crazy. Second pick overall, R.J. Barrett. R.J. is averaging 23.6 and 7.2 rebounds. He's looking like the player of the year almost. 38% from the three-point line, 48% from the field. You know, not 60% from free throw, which is crazy. You can score like that, but. You can't um, get free throws. Uh, 1.0 steals, 4 assists. The last game, he had 27 points, 15 rebounds, 4 assists, man. 3 for 4 three, four, four from 3-point line, 10 to 14 from the field. So he's, he's one of the best slashes I've ever seen. He can just get in between you. All right, he just know how to get to that basket. He got tunnel vision. And you're talking about the second pick, which would – I don't even want to think this. The Suns? 
The Suns? The Suns got enough talent with Malik, Michael, Mikael Bridges, and Josh Jackson, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. I mean, can you imagine this team? Dragon Bender. Can you imagine this team with the RJ Barrett? That would be the piece. That that's the old that's playoffs from there on. You got RJ Barrett, Aiden. That's just crazy. Cam Reddish, number three pick overall. Cavs would have that pick. And you're talking about Cam Reddish, who is averaging. 15 a game. Three rebounds. Shooting 39% from three, of course. It was one for nine last game. I mean, he was just shooting, wasn't he? Letting him go. Before that, he went against Stetson, had 23 points. Showed him what it was about. You know, he just be trying to get his two for 12. He letting a lot of shots up. Hartford was just one of them games. It was an awful game. Four assists, though. Four steals. <laughs> he going one block. He going to make something happen. He's just a good guy. Let him be that player. I mean, he's just getting used to being that third-eye guy. I think it's real. All these guys are guys you build a team around. And when you have to be a back guy and then you're limited, and they look at all oh, two for two, then you'll take some shots that you only want to take because you're just trying to get yourself on the board, get yourself on the flow. You ain't got that ball and that control like RJ and Zion got. You're not comfortable like that, you know. But he had 31 minutes. Just had a bad game. Shooting game, shooting one for nines, what did it? And then, you know, two for 12, I mean, just the three points was just too much. I didn't get fouled one time. But Cam Reddish is the absolute most complete player, the best shot. Give him a guy like that. A guy like that will, is a better, will be a better efficient shooter. Right now, he's shooting bad and terrible because he's that third guy, and it's just he's just not used to not having that ball, getting it doing what he want to do with it. But, you know, he just had a bad game. He's in the 31 minutes. You know, any other circumstance. You can see him provi- um, producing. I mean, it's, it's no doubt. Seco Diamboya. Look at a guy of that stature and that um, that playing ability. Um, he can he can do a lot. You know, he's over there right now, not getting the ball like he should. You know. Um, in Euro Cup, he's averaging 50% from the field. And in the Jeep Elite with CSP, he's averaging 41% from the field. You know, he's just forcing shots up there. You know, he's shooting, you know, 77% from the from the field in the Jeep Elite. Then the Euro Cup, he's shooting 33%, 33% from the free throw line. Just a different ball game for him. He's averaging 60 game in the Euro Cup and 4.7 uh, in the um, – Believe. But he has been times when he's averaged 80 game before with the Porters basket 86 in the LNB Pro B League. Okay, he's had times where he's averaged 14 a game in the ANGT League. Okay, he's had averaged 13 points a game. and You know, it's just right now him and his usage is a little different. He has three point. He's not matching three pointer, but he's so physical. Looking at him and Zion, you want to compare what makes them their physicality and how they transition. It's hard to stop. So he's one of those guys. 
Bobo is man. And people wanted to go, no, Bobo is too skinny. No, what? It's crazy. Like Bobo is not gonna be dominant. I didn't see that one coming. Now, that's what I didn't see coming. 21 points a game. He's a guy shooting around 50% from the three-point line. Jesus. Oh, man. I, I don't know what to say. This man is shooting 51% from the fit. Like, he's one of those type of guys that he's going to definitely be hard to stop. He's going to definitely be hard to stop. Picking him in any round and, and what you think of this guy, 7-2. 7-2. Anytime you have a long-range jumper, 7-2, I mean, that is almost stupidly unfair, you know. And he's able to, you know, get at people. He's able to get at people in a post. He has a long, you know, uh, wingspan. He's really able to get at people. And he's not just a guy you can push over or push away either. 21.6 points a game and 9.6 rebounds. Shooting 54% from the field and 50% from three. Foul him, he's going to the line, hit 75%. He had 2.9 blocks. People better start reckoning. He's 7 235. It's not that small. It's just for, you know, back in the day. You said with two, you two fifty and two in the 90s. But it's different now. You got stretch fives. He's the capable. You look at Cat. You look at all the centers. Gasol. They all start to hit Jokic. You know, MB the one who made it more famous. The center of three pointers because of his superstar status. Now everybody in Bobo. I think he's just such a problem. Such a problem. Look at that NBA draft from Hachimara. Hachimara is another guy with a three point shot now. And if you look at him, you're talking about a guy. That could possibly be a top five pick over uh Secondi and Boyer. He's developing a three-point shot is big. And, and he was a natural inside power forward, averaging 22.6 rebounds a game. This man is hitting 50% from threes, 58% from the field, 71% from the free throw line. You gotta re-utter that because that's scary right there. Man is hitting when a man is hitting all that in three-pointers and in the field, then you sit there and foul him, and you're like, oh, well, he's more than capable to hit these shots. That's scary. So he's doing good. He's 6'8", 230. You put him anywhere on the floor, and he's a tough – he's probably one of the tough, if not the toughest player in this draft. All right, now, listen. Here's some other guys like DeAndre Hunter and Kelton Johnson. Um, Kelton Johnson is a – player in Kentucky. He's a guy really showing out. And I knew it was going to happen, man. I knew Kelvin Johnson was that guy to show out and make things happen. Um, particularly because Kelvin Johnson has the talent. He has the overall talent. We come back, we're going to talk more about the 2018 draft uh, also and get, to, and get more. We're going to close out a little bit of this, but we're going to talk more about the 2018 guys who have already impacted. And we're going to talk more about 2019 draft also. No doubt about it, because, you know, this is follow leader, man. Follow leader. 
Y'all follow Lena? Follow Lena, man. Prospects to get y'all into. Now listen, and, and then we're gonna follow finishing up with 2018. Now listen, DeAndre Hunter, 16.5 rebounds, two assists. This guy's a dog. Right out of Philly. So proud of him. 67 to He's just been good. And Virginia's one of the top three rated teams in the nation. Last game he had 15 points, hitting two for three from the three. He's just a complete player on both sides of the court. He can do so much with the basketball. He had almost triple double, 15 points, nine assists. Eight rebounds against Middle Tennessee. Just showing you some of his skills. 15 points, four assists, five rebounds. Just believe he's going to get so much better. Hitting 47% from three, 60% from the field, 75% from the free throw line. He's possibly a top 10 pick uh, if he moves up. Moses Brown, 13 points, nine rebounds. At seven for one, 245. Natural big man inside, 68%. Long wingspan, and he's heavy at 245, being bowl bowl. Uh, doesn't hit free throw shots, but he can block shots 2.8. I can see him as a first-round pick, late first-round pick. Big guy. Had 12 and 10 against Lola Maramont, three blocks recently. He's just a natural center. Keldon Johnson, 15.9, six rebounds. Shooting 50% from the field, 31% from the three, 68% from the free throw line. Last game, he had 13 points, 11 rebounds. I mean, you know, I, I love his talent. 6'6", 2'11", out of South Hill, Virginia. Just a good talent. J- Job Moore is one of those guys, listen, he, he's here, man. 27 points a game, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. There's no way I can doubt this draft that Job Moore, Job Moore could move into a lot of the conversation at 6'3", as a sophomore, you know, doing what he does with the ball. He had triple-double this year. He had one against Missouri State. He had 25 and 11 against Prairie View, lit up Alabama for 38. I mean, he just ain't no joke. You got to watch out for him. Guys like that, you know, they're, they're ready. And he's probably the Trey Young of this draft. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, let's talk about the 2018 boys, okay? DeAndre Ayton, 16 points, 10 rebounds, all right? Nothing you can say, 60% from the field, 
70 percent from the free throw line. He's gonna he's gonna lead that team to the next combination and to the next uh and to the next hit of 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 art of dominant players at center. And and him and Booker are gonna be the next duo. Job Moore, guys, we were talking about Kelvin Johnson, number nine. He could go to the Jazz. DeAndre Hunter could go number eight to the Wizards. Uh John Moore could go to the Rockets. Whoa. Uh, Kelvin Johnson going to the Jazz would be crazy. Hunter to the Wizards would probably be a bad situation because of what's going on. Kevin Porter Jr. was in round 11 of the game. Very, I mean, this dude is explosive. Put him in the Nets, he's going to get the ball a lot, okay? That's one big thing. That's the top 10 of that draft. For this draft coming up 2018, listen, also, we just told you about um, DeAndre Ayton. Right, Luca is doing too much. Luca, listen, Luca. He surprised even me as much as I felt that this kid could play basketball. Right, you couldn't have told me that this kid was going to be that good. You couldn't have told me that, and expect me to believe it. You couldn't have told me that. I mean, wow. I mean, I knew he was NBA ready, but this NBA ready? 18 points a game, four assists, and 6.5 rebounds. It's like he's been here before. He's been here before, man. I mean, showed out against Kevin Durant. What can you say about him, okay? Trey Young. Trey Young is having a bad shooting year, but he's, he's doing what they want him to do. They want Trey Young to be the face of this team. And all in all, looking at this team, all in all looking at this team, I mean they're gonna they're gonna go through some bumps and grooves. Don't expect no immediate Trey Young be might might be one of them guys to leave after, you know, after his contract of 15.7 and seven assists. That's one thing you got. He can pass. 2.8 rebounds. Shooting terrible, man. I mean, you can just tell you're throwing shots up there. 37% from the field and 23% from three. Oh, he just throwing them up there. You're shooting good from the free throw line. You need to drive more. 78% from the free throw line. I mean, this guy, he can play. He can play big time. But right now, he's their only ticket to um, make him Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba is showing so much, man. Recently, he was three for three from three. All right, he was three for three from the three-point line. And again, we'll get to that. But Obama's showing a two-way, you know, two-way. Two-way guy. He's showing he's a two-way guy. No doubt. I mean, he has unbelievable wingspan. Unbelievable. Unbelievable wingspan. Can defend, and he will make... Orlando, see, that's going to be something with Isaac and Aaron Gordon. Like, what are they going to do with that front court? I mean, we'll see. I think that might be the future. I think they might be developing a future in those guys. But, you know, Mo Bamba is the type of guy, man. He's averaging around 6.7 points, 4.5 rebounds. If he had more time, I could see him averaging a double-double. All right? He's only averaging 16.9 minutes a game, so he's doing good for his time. Mo Bamba's going to be their future. He had 11.6 rebounds. 
uh, against Denver, and it was three for three from three, four for six from the field. He's something I'm telling you. I think this team sees it. I think next year they're going to look to trade Nick V, probably for a draft pick. Get him. He might get to the Lakers or something. He's going to be one of them guys who be blessed to go to a good team. Jaron Jackson, to me, is second in my rookie race to Luka Dime because that's who my rookie of the year is. Jaron Jackson, uh, elite. And it makes you think. You talking about DeAndre Aiden? You talking about Marvin Bagley? This kid is what? I mean, he's at 2.0 blocks, 13.9 rebounds, 4.6 re- 4.6 rebounds, 13.9 points, 2.0 blocks, 1.0 steals. He had 36 points, and 8 rebounds against Brooklyn. I mean, this kid is a beast. I just can't wait to see him develop even more. He can shoot from the three-point line, 34% from three, 51% from the field. can go to the line. He's shooting 78%. Just a good player. Shea Gilders-Alexander. Shea Gilders-Alexander. Now, we're going down the line of the top ten of this class. Shea Gilders-Alexander is one of those guys. I mean, you see the run that Clippers is making, which shocked me, too. I mean... I mean, I know he's a good coach, but right now, I mean, he's one of the most competitive teams. The West, everybody talks all this stuff about the East, but the West is the team that's kind of like most of the young, unexpected teams is coming. Gilders Alexander's averaging 10.7 points, three rebounds, three assists, 3.3 rebounds, three assists, shooting 36% from the three, 46% from the field, 81% from the free throw line. Last game had 12 points, four assists, four rebounds, three steals, one block. I mean, he's just a good find. That was a great draft pick. That was good, great scouting. I mean, people talk about Luka, but the guys they got here that came out, is they didn't play overseas. They was freshmen, so they're coming in automatically doing what they're supposed to do. Luka was just giving the keys. You know, and I think um, you look at guys like – you know, Colin Sesson, who we'll get to in a minute. Good player. Wendell Carter Jr. The Bulls have a chance to make a run. They really have some impressive talent. I just want to see them all get together once Dunn and Portis gets back. This is especially Dunn. Dunn's going to be a key with marketing back. They're going to be a hard team to beat uh, with Zach Levine doing what he does. It'll be Levine, Dunn, and um, marketing. 11.4 points, 7.4 rebounds, 1.6 blocks. Wendell Carter Jr. Shooting 81% from the uh, free throw line. He's an impressive player. Um, The next guy, Kevin Knox. Kevin Knox is, um, I just know he's one of my favorite. Might be my favorite of this class besides Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker is my favorite. He's Knox and Sexton. These guys are uh, super good. Um, Kevin Knox, 8.6 points a game. Shooting 33% from the field. Of course, he's struggling there. 32% from three. 66% from the free throw lines. I mean, he had a game where he had 26 against Milwaukee, going against the Greek Freak. Four assists, four rebounds. Showing what he's about. Five for 12 from three point line. These are the games you like, whoa, this is what they drafted him for. 11 points against uh, Boston recently. He's a guy to watch. He's going to become a star, and it's no doubt he's going to become a star on that team. And we finally come to an NBA draft from Michael 
Bridges, Villanova, the champion, you know, came in here, two-time champion. You can't even get a higher pedigree in this guy in the draft besides um, Brunson because he was actually the – he was actually the player of the year. But, you know, Bridges moved up. I mean, ever since last year, Bridges moved up. Ever since last year, Bridges moved up, and he's been doing a very good job. 6.8 points a game, 1.4 steals, shooting 41% from the field, a little 30% from the three-point line, went down, 84% from the free throw line. A last big game, 11 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals, two for five from the three-point line, four for eight from the field against the Lakers. Listen, man, these are two talented drafts, two talented drafts. And we'll do more updates on other guys for next NBA draft from, you know, radio. We had to kind of – I had to get y'all in for NBA draft from, man. I mean, NBA draft from, and then I had to sneak in some Phillies news for y'all, okay? Um, crazy. And once again, I wanted to end this segment with a nice segment about Tyson Fury and, and Wallace going some boxing. Fury beat him if you're talking about – you're talking about punches, you beat them. But if you're talking about the fight, it could have been a draw. He could, but he could have easily went to Fury. I would, it would have been no like, oh, because he on the card he did. But listen, if you're hitting a guy so many times and he don't go down, but he knocked you down twice, it kind of make it like, hold on, all them punches was, you know, and it was a good fight. It was good to see somebody get that Wilder. Fury came back or a comeback. It was just they they another thing pushed it was politics. They wanted this rematch. It was just too good of a fight to see them just end like this. Especially when somebody gets knocked down. That that's just such a knockout kicker when somebody gets knocked down in the twelfth round. That's just so bad, you know. So now you're like, huh, he just got knocked down. Oh, he's fighting, he's fighting. Oh, he get knocked down again. Oh, I don't know. This fight, you know, you know, because he did enough for those knockouts to, you know, give them the push over the hump. He punched enough at Fury for those knockouts to be like, whoa, all these punches Fury threw, no knockdown for Wilder. But the, the lesser ones, he threw less punches and still knocked Fury down. They wanted to see it again. That's all it was, y'all. Um, Floyd Mayweather supposed to be fighting the guy, uh, UFC guy. And the exhibition, oh, wow, man. What are they paying them? What are they paying them for this exhibition? I ain't really looking to it. Just saw that fly by. Just big, 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 big news there on that part. And uh, Philly Eagles play the Cowboys. We all know that's important. All right, y'all. We out. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Uh, like my page. on. Uh, that's my blog page. I'm start doing more exclusives. Got videos. I'm going to get there more active. There's so much I'm doing. See my work on stock rises and if a draft room, NBA draft room. I just got on with Philly Sports Network to do one-on-one. I'm going to do a lot of Pennsylvania work, recruits, uh, Penn State. There I come. Um, got some good interviews coming up. All right. Um, fan side, I got a good football. Out of line, y'all will see, and I will break down the future of Penn State with the out of line. Just real big. And also, um, look at me on VV Sports, you know, 247. Listen, I'm everywhere, man. Um, love y'all, man. Support the leader, man. Follow, 
the leader. Fill 